1: So, earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com/slash credit card. US Bank credit cards are issued by US Bank National Association ND. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC.
0: Welcome to the East Coast Offense Podcast brought to you by FanDuel.com. You can go to FanDuel.com, click on the mic in the upper right-hand corner, use my promo code RWPOD, and sign up now. Special offer for new users: get a free six-month RotoWire subscription. With a 25 dollars deposit, you must sign up with my promo code RWPOD. It's more than $60 in value for just 25 bucks. Don't forget to use my code RWPOD. FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's F A N D U E L.com. Sign up today. This is the East Coast Offense Podcast. This is Chris Liss. And as usual, I'm joined by Yahoo Sports' Dalton Del Don. And, you know, I got stuff to talk to you about, Dalton. You know, we're going to Vegas on I'm going on Sunday. You're actually going Saturday. And you told me that you uh, bought tickets for the MMA fight, but apparently it's not all it's cracked up to be.
1: Yeah, it's pretty bad. Not, a, I mean, it's one thing if I just spend a lot of money myself. That's fine, whatever. I'll deal with it. It's very frustrating. But I talked Mark Stopa into it as well. And he's bringing his girlfriend, who neither of them care much about, about UFC. I said I'd go by myself, no problem, whatever. I went to Game 7 of the Warriors, you know, finals by myself because no one else wanted to spend that money. But he's like, no, 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 I'll do it. But he had no, in, no interest in the sport, and I talked him into spending a lot of money on pretty decent seats. And John Jones just got uh, removed from the card three days before. I love him, and he's had a lot of off-the-cage the troubles to begin with. And some doping allegations now. And it's a loaded card still. It's by far the most loaded card ever. But the main event was just canceled uh, three days before we get there. Pretty brutal.
0: Yeah. So how much was the ticket again? You said something on the XM show, but I want to let listeners for the podcast just understand how much you're spending for these tickets.
1: Uh, it was equivalent to the Game 7 that I aforementioned. Uh, t- whatever. It's around – it's it's in between $1,500 and $2,000. Okay. You that? don't
0: want to say the exact amount? You think 1500 and 2000 is somehow more modest than saying that'll the exact amount? It,
1: that'll narrow it down pretty, pretty – uh, pretty, yeah. You get the idea. Okay. You get the idea.
0: And then you also told me via email that uh, you're buying steak for a bunch of people on Saturday night, Right
1: yeah i want to take uh Stope and his girlfriend out uh, afterward and i was gonna say i'll probably take the yahoo guys out too and i'll i'll go to i really like this uh, michael Menez restaurant at um uh, called strip steak at Mandalay bay it's my it's my favorite uh restaurant there and it's really good and i, I feel like that's the least i can do because Stopa's also upped it to the uh the uh auction in which we were there for or at least i am i know the road crew is there for another reason as well but it's eleven thousand dollars he's uh he's putting up with no entry fees so and I'm having him spend all this money, and the main event is canceled. So, yeah, I'm going to go buy him dinner. Maybe a couple Yahoo guys as well. But you are a coward as usual and won't be there.
0: Well, before I, I would be there if I actually knew, but but you just told me this today. So, you know, I would have to change my flight and uh, change my plans. But how much do you think that dinner is going to run? About 800 bucks?
1: Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, I would, I would, probably 1,000 bucks, I would think. Okay, so yeah. 1,000
0: for dinner. Let's say 1,800 for the ticket. That's 2,800 let's say 1800 for the finals game 7 ticket. So now we're at what? We're at 4600. And yeah. then and then the game 7 of the conference finals was that about 1800
1: also? No, no, that was actually much less. That was actually much less. Okay, so now we're, you know, we're about 5500. That. 5500. That
0: was, yeah. Right? And then you lost you lost 750 with me cuz we co-owned that terrible Hilton contest team. Right. So now you're in the 6000 range and then uh, you lost quite a bit betting on football uh, on the, in the playoffs, so I think you're down about ten grand at least. Well, and,
1: and let's not forget, I hedged a lot on my Warriors uh, with okay, the Thunder. I get
0: eleven grand. 11.
1: Yeah, I, I, hedged, I hedged a lot on the Thunder, and stupidly, I did not hedge on the Caps. <laughs> That's right. the best part. Um, but um, I, uh, yeah, you know, I and mean, I'm not exactly, you know, I'm not making you know hand over fist money either with my, my jobs either. So this is real money for me. But um, you know how I'm gonna how I'm going to make up for this. You're going
0: to try to win the Stopa League. Yeah, I know.
1: Well, that, no, 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 no. I think uh, the best bet I've ever seen in my entire life is the Warriors minus 125 to win the title. I don't get it. I don't understand. So that you're going to
0: what are you going to lay 12? Are you going to lay about 14,000 to break even now?
1: Probably not that high. But yeah, you know, around 10 G's or so. I don't understand that at all. I mean, they have Kevin Durant now. Why, why are they not minus 400? Because That's was- it's it's against the field. Anything
0: can happen. This isn't baseball or football. This is basketball. Okay, but I don't
1: understand.
0: But think about it. Last year, last year, that'd still be favored. Who won the the NBA championship last year? The uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. No, last year. I mean, the year before. The Warriors. And what happened in the finals? Who who were they playing against? The Cavs. Yeah, but what players were healthy on the Cavs? Um, The Cavs lost Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving and I don't know if anyone else is hurt, but it's possible to lose multiple players. So that's, like, one thing that happens all the time in the NBA. Multiple guys go down on the same team.
1: Then oh, – yeah. Obviously, if 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 Durant and Curry go down, then I lost the bet. Fine, Yes. Right. Right. So okay. – and then secondly,
0: it just takes one team to be out of its mind. Let's say the Spurs with Kawhi Leonard and Marcus Aldridge retool and develop one other player. I mean, Kawhi Leonard kind of came out of nowhere, right? Let's say they develop yeah,
1: they have, one other – Kyle Gasol now too.
0: Right. And now they have Gasol and they develop some young guy who ends up being really good, like a really great defender or whatever right there. That could be a 40, 60 series right there.
1: Right. I mean, I guess And then the you red- still got LeBron
0: and Kyrie Irving and whatever, whoever they pick up or trade for or sign in the finals.
1: Yeah, I guess. I mean, <laughs> they're 50 seconds away from beating them this year. And uh, they traded Harrison Barnes for Kevin Durant. I mean, yeah. I don't know what, <laughs> I understand why people are upset with him and the decision and all that, but come on, dude, this is the sickest team ever,
0: ever. I mean, on paper, it is, but just you know, minus one twenty-five against the field is it's just a crazy line for any pro sports team. I know basketball yeah, but, is the most is obviously the most you know NFL or Major League Baseball. There's just no team you could put together that would be minus one twenty-five against the field. Right? If you could just f- like pick your players, they'd right. probably be like two to one or something. But in in the NBA, it's the easiest one, but still anything weird happens and, and you lose. I mean, it's, it's just not, they do have some redundancy, right? I mean, if they lose, although if they lost Draymond, it would be a hell of an offensive team with clay, a lot of shooters, but you know, if they lost Draymond, I, I think that would be a big, that would be a big problem for them.
1: Yeah, no, I understand that there's, by the way, I would never do this in any other sport. Let me be clear. No, even if you, if you, like you said, if you had me be able to pick the team myself, I wouldn't, I wouldn't right. do that. But, um, <clears throat> But yeah, of course injuries. But man, Zaza Pachulia at the veterans minimum and David West at the absolute minimum. These guys are just ring chasers. This is awesome. Like this, this is what's really going to be frustrating for NBA fans. Not just the Durant, but these other guys are willing to you know accept zero payment to come over here. I mean, is 32 years old. He's not 38. I mean, he averaged 9.9 9 rebounds in 27 minutes when he started last year. He's arguably better than. I love Bogut. I do. Don't get me wrong. And he's not the same rim protector. But he shoots like 76 percent from the lines on. I mean, these guys are just lining up to fill out this bench. And, and I don't know, man, this is this is insane, this roster. And and, and quickly, uh, Stopa actually reached out to me, um, uh, un, you know, just completely out of nowhere and wanted to bet. He, he'll get the field. And that's the way I, I'm curious how much he's willing to go, how high he's willing to go, because that would benefit both of us. Because right. think just about eliminate me. the middleman. Yeah. So I would just get even odds, so if they don't win, doesn't matter who I pay my money to, and he gets every team. So it benefits both of us.
0: Right. I agree 100% because you, you can't really bet the field in Vegas, right? I mean, right. you couldn't right. take the other side of that bet, or if you did, it would be with a ridiculous rake. They wouldn't be giving you plus 125. They'd give you, at best, even money and probably make you lay 125.
1: Exactly, so it benefits both of us. So I'm going to see how high he's willing to go. So, like, exactly, eliminate the, the, the middleman.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like the field at uh, plus 125.
1: Yeah, well, like I said, I would make it even. I would think that would be fair for yeah. both. For both. But so I saw a couple of tweets from you, and you were what? You were kind of uh, giving Duran a hard time, no? Yeah,
0: I mean, people can't really separate two concepts. One pe- one of them is he's a free agent, dude. He can do whatever he wants. That is not in dispute, right? He, I am not saying at no point did I tweet. They need to undo this signing and make him go back to Oklahoma City. Like, at no point did I tweet that. Of course, he should be allowed to do whatever he wants. If he wants to quit the NBA and try out for a baseball team like Michael Jordan did, he, sh- he should definitely be allowed to do that. Absolutely. But if he did that, would it be wrong for me to say that's a really stupid thing to do? You're a top five NBA player at your pr- in your prime and you're trying to play Major League Baseball. Now, Jordan, you know, there's rumors that it was because of some gambling stuff that he had to get out for two years. Who knows? The point is he can do whatever the hell he wants, and I'm not arguing otherwise, but I'm saying the right to do whatever you want is is not also a right to not be criticized for doing it. So separate that out. You know, he's allowed to do what he wants to do, but I'm allowed to say how stupid it is. And the reason I think it's stupid, Durant wins this without overcoming Golden State, without overcoming the Cavs when they lost in the finals to LeBron, or was it the Heat? at that point is the heat when they lost in the finals to LeBron in yes. the heat, you know, then he'll get his ring, but it's just, it's empty resume filler. You know, it's, it's like, okay, but it's just like ring chasing. It's like what Robert, you know, if you're Robert Ory or David West or one of these guys chasing a ring, that's fine. You're a role player. That's sure. That's sure. Fine. But if you're a superstar, you know, that's not how you need to get your ring. You need to get your ring by team. You know, you need to have one other superstar and he did. Hold on. Hold on.
1: Hold on. Okay. So I, I get what you're saying completely. Um, but and, – and, and everyone keeps retweeting his thing in 2010. He made a tweet right. being like, everyone's going to L.A. and Miami now and all that stuff. But is there not some sort of respect for accepting less money and caring more about winning? No. OK. No. OK. All
0: right. No. I, I don't – but first of all, it's not really less money because he's going to get paid. Less, no, no. It's less money. There's no. No, culture. it's not less money because when he gets – when the new free agency comes out, he's going to max out. So yeah, in the end, he's going to get with paid with your
1: own team, they can pay you more. I mean, it, it's, it's less when money, would but assign
0: him to a one or two year deal before the, the salary cap goes up.
1: Yes, but it, it's less money, but obviously it's, it's still, he's still going to of... get his paycheck when, when that <laughs> yeah. time comes.
0: Okay. So it's not, and plus
1: I don't really care about that.
0: You know, it's very simple. I don't know why everyone's being so, they, they think they're being contrarian. They, they are being contrarian, but they're actually saying the mainstream thing, which is come on, dude, he can do whatever he wants. Let him win a title. He cares about a title. But I think everybody who's played a sport or competed in something knows that it's not just about the number of titles or the number of points you scored. It's how many you earn. It's like getting a triple-double, and you have nine rebounds, 10 assists, and 10 points, and you've got a breakaway layup, and you miss on purpose and and rebound, then score to get your 10th rebound. Yeah, it's a triple-double on paper. It's a ring on paper. But it's not the same thing as those guys who earned it. The, the way that it's tough. And, you know, Malone and Stockton went their whole careers, and they never made it. Ewing went his whole career. Reggie Miller went his whole career. They never made it because they couldn't get over the hump. The teams they were playing were too good. But that's noble. You know, you, you didn't make it, but you did everything you could. And Ewing didn't even have any help. You know, LeBron leaving for the heat was a little weak because he joined this superstar team. But his situation was so terrible, and they were never going to get a high enough draft pick just with him there. The, and the GM was so bad they weren't rebuilding anything. He had to leave. But Durant is really the worst case scenario where you had a team that was good enough to win it this year, had basically the best team of all time in the regular season beat, blew it, and then he quits and joins them. It's just weak. It's just not really what you'd think an all-time great competitive basketball player would want to do at his peak.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I really won't argue with you as far as that 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 side of the uh, you know people thinking that about Grant, But as a Warrior fan, I think it's just awesome and how how crazy the confluence of events had to occur for this to happen. I mean, not only did they lay the groundwork when they were on Team USA in 2010, and I guess him and. And Igudala and Curry did Bible study, and, and I guess Draymond Green all year was in his ear this season. Um, if they if they don't come back down three to one to the the, the Thunder, if, if Clay Thompson doesn't go ape shit in Game Six, this doesn't happen. And um, it actually gives my own uh, uh, peace of mind. Being at Game Seven, uh, there's no way he does it if the Warriors win back to back titles either. So that loss in Game Seven definitely opened the door for this. And uh, frankly, I would say I would rather the Warriors lose that game and have Durant for the next six years and build an. No, you wouldn't. You would have been arguably the greatest team of all time, dude. They have a dynasty. They're going to be the greatest team of all time. We ever. don't know that. We don't know that. They might be. Of we don't know. Of course, we don't know. But I mean, this is this is going to be the biggest. I don't know. Sport. You can't trade a title
0: because the best they can do next year is a title. And it'll be a cheaper title. Bottom line, look, it's fine. If, I understand you're a Warriors fan. It's like ill-gotten gains, right? It's like someone stole a bunch of money, stashed it at your house, and said, you spend as much of this as you want. And you're not happy about the theft,
1: but you're like, hey, I've got all this extra money. I, I understand. I think there needs to be some credit given to like the, the squad. I mean, Curry said... Listen, I don't care if you outscore me next year. And if you win MVP, I'll be in front row rooting you on uh, on your ceremony. Like, I don't know how many stars. He won back-to-back MVPs, and he's telling this guy to come to his team to do that? I don't know. I think it's kind of a special group of people. And I've always liked Kevin Durant. And um, not only did this help the Warriors, by the way— but it killed the team that was their biggest threat in the West. So right, like which is win. also
0: bad for the competitive balance of the league. I'm, I'm going to root against words so much.
1: Everyone's going to want to watch this. Don't tell me this isn't bad to the league. Don't tell me this is bad I, to the you know,
0: league. There may be some great series. I, I think there is something to having a Goliath to slay. Like, they are already Goliath, but now they're like the ridiculous Goliath. And to see a team like the Spurs go and take them down and Popovich like, have right. the best coaching series of anybody's ever had in history and – just prepare for that team properly would be amazing. So I'm going to root for that to happen, and that will give people an interest.
1: Definitely. Yeah, okay. I mean, and I, I don't care. I'm not, you
0: know, my biggest thing isn't sort of it's bad for the game or whatever. It's more just like it's kind of a cowardly move by Durant. That's my and,
1: bottom line. And I understand that. Um, it's really funny, though, man. I um, I, I mean, Golden State, if you went back five years, 10 years, 20 years, it's just hilarious that this franchise could get such a coveted, you know, Since the LeBron James decision – I think you made a funny tweet, by the way, too. They should do a one-hour TV event about this. But I literally was um – was up i woke up at 4 a.m that that morning and stayed up and uh was on twitter just refreshing and <laughs> was on his twitter and, and a new tweet came about and it said my next chapter and i clicked it and it took about 10 seconds to load and it was i was really into it man i've never really experienced that i guess barry bonds i was pretty young though for uh, the giants fan when he decided to join there but i've never really experienced anything like that and it's just like I don't know man the next 5 to 6 years of enjoyment like I don't He's know. They're not going like,
0: to be there for 5 to 6 years though. When, when the is isn't the salary cap going to get way bigger in like 2 years? And well, at that ne- point yeah. Curry and him and Draymond and Clay, they they can't all be on the same team.
1: They absolutely can because the other the other three are homegrown so they they they're bird rights. So I mean yes they they're, they're going to keep those four I promise. They can be kept. For, okay. All right. Maybe maybe so.
0: Well, let's move on from that. I'm
1: sick okay. of that anyway. fair enough. Okay, fair uh, enough. A
0: Couple things. We have the Stopa League on Sunday, and I've talked about this on the x m show quite a bit, but it's a two quarterback well, it's really a super flex where you can have a quarterback, but it ends up essentially being a two quarterback league. You have to start two tight ends, two running backs, three receivers, and it's a pretty short bench like five five or six bench spots and we're talking strategy and it's an interesting league because you can't you know the obvious strategy in any regular league is I'll just wait on quarterbacks, you know load up on receivers and running backs, and then You know, just take a quarterback in the 10th round. But it doesn't work. First of all, it's an auction. But second of all, it doesn't really work like that here. You know, a quarterback is scarce. People are going to draft three. Occasionally someone takes four or or buys four. And you do not want to be stuck with, you know, only one quarterback or one quarterback and a very marginal guy like Mark Sanchez. You want two legit starting quarterbacks. I think everybody would probably agree on that, right? That you just want two – even if your second quarterback is Joe Flacco – That's the bare minimum you want for your second quarterback.
1: Yeah, and here's why it's especially crucial that it's an auction because, like, uh, uh, so much strategy comes into this, but you absolutely want your utility spot to be that uh, uh, another quarterback. No question about that. But you never know when you're in a draft. Like what if you're at the end of one spectrum and then they all go? That's very frustrating. Well, now it's all open for you to to bid in which you, you know all these middle tier guys can come up at the beginning of the draft or, or the auction or at the end. So that's what's key to me is that it's an auction. So I love that. So you have the freedom of when you want to spend on them. But you absolutely need to target these two quarterbacks. I'm going to and I'm probably going to without giving away too much. Go after the guys I have ranked uh, in between 10 and 20. I'd say that tier for quarterbacks, I want two of them.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people want to do that. Like that's kind of what I was hoping for too because they're so good, those guys. You know, the Jameis Winstons and Eli Mannings and Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota, any one of those guys could be top 10. And even if they're 13th, that may just be barely out of the top 10 or 15th, maybe barely out of the top 10. And the difference between 15th and Seventh might just be that the 15th guy misses two games and you pick up somebody to sub in while he's missing. It's not going to be a big difference, at least on paper. I mean, maybe in real life it'll be a huge difference. So I think everybody kind of wants that. And it may mean that those high-end Russell Wilson, Andrew Luck types are cheaper.
1: That's a great point, right? I, I don't want to come in with just with with some sort of uh, idea that I must do this. I'm going to be flexible and I'm going to try to be agnostic. But you're right. Sometimes I, I, I go into auctions thinking that. And if everyone has the same idea – you got a zig when they zag. I mean, that's totally true,
0: right? I would love like two eighteen dollar quarterbacks, right? But if everybody's bidding those guys to twenty, and then since everyone's waiting on them, Andrew Luck's twenty seven. Right, know Maybe I go right. the extra seven bucks, you know, because why not? I get Andrew Luck and let you guys fight it out for Eli Manning for twenty.
1: Well, think about it. if it was a draft in which this same uh, roster construction Andrew Luck would be a, a second round pick, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, th- but the thing is, QBs are weird in this league. I think they're a little undervalued. But the flex makes them not quite as valuable as if it were a straight-up 2QB league, and they're sort of undervalued on the wire. So whenever I – d- I did sort of a – it wasn't a perfect setup, but I tried to, like, assign dollar values because we have a $200 auction budget. Right. I tried to do some sort of rigorous standard deviation-based value above replacement calculation for what each guy was worth. And, I, and there, there's flaws in it. There's, there's some issues with it, but – I had the QBs as way more than they were going for, and I knew it immediately. So I, I didn't pay, you know, I had Ryan Tannehill a couple years ago at 18 or 20 bucks, and he was going to go for like eight bucks. And I knew that in advance. And so the question is, is the room wrong or are the numbers wrong? You know, and I kind of think for whatever reason, I don't know who's right or wrong, but, I, but I, for whatever reason, those QBs like Flacco and Cutler are going to go for five or six or seven bucks. And so... I think they they earn like 13 or something like that, but they're going to go for five
1: or six. And that kind of skews right. so, things. So the thing is the room may be wrong, quote unquote, but that still changes your valuation, right? Even if they are wrong, that still changes how you should approach it.
0: It's one of the most complex thing in creating dollar values for baseball, football, whatever, is that the market matters, right? So not only does – there's exactly. like – when you make your dollar values, you're basically saying what are these guys going to earn – Okay, stat-wise, and what's the total pool of money that's going to pay for all the stats that are active over the course of a year, roughly? And then how do we divide up that, those stats by that money to figure out what each guy's worth? And that's sort of how you think of you know, doing dollar values for players. But it, but, you're not, but that doesn't include the fact that maybe nobody's paying anything for pitching, or maybe everybody's bidding up pitching like crazy. And you just can't not get those stats, so you've got to get involved in this bidding, And now the market is messing up your perfect sheet of values,
1: right? right? Yeah. And I just there's no answer for that. There's just no answer really for that.
0: No, you you just gotta. In football, maybe you can get away with it more. Let them bid up all the QBs. I'll just take Cutler and Flacco for five bucks each, and just spend my money elsewhere. But quarterbacks still score the most points. And if somebody's got you know Newton and Luck for you know sixty bucks, and those guys are putting up monster weeks every week. You know, yeah, you may have a great receiver, but like it's hard to keep up with those QBs when your QBs are scrubbed. So it's not an easy solution. I do think one thing is to get a couple scrubby QBs. The, the the other problem is the QBs are pretty reliable. And so not only is do they score the most points, but they're the safest bet each week. Right. And right. so your your consistency, which matters, let's say you're a slightly above average team but you're very consistent, you're gonna probably win enough games to get in the playoffs. And let's say you could be a, a well above average team but you're very inconsistent you may have a losing record and not make the playoffs.
1: Yeah, no, I'm always, you know, Mr. Wade on quarterback, uh, preach it like crazy every single year. But this is totally different beast when you can when you can start two of them. It's just very, very different. Um, I'm curious if someone went after like Gronk and, and Jordan Reed or Greg Olson went after two of the tight ends. I'm waiting for someone to do that strategy because because you start two tight ends as well. Yeah, I, I will
0: tell you straight up. I'm not. I mean, I'll never say anything's locked because if the price is right, I'll jump in no matter what. But okay. I really don't think I'm going to spend on the top three tight ends. Those are the only really expensive ones, right? It's going to be Gronk, Olsen, and Reed. Yeah. And I yeah. just think there's 24 tight ends that I could have two of, you know, whether it's like I have Jason Witten in a half PPR and I have Antonio Gates. I mean, I'm not thrilled with that. Those guys are collectively 70 years old. But <laughs> I, can, I can roll with that and then pick up somebody during the year. I, I just think the tight ends after the top three – are so sort of equal. Like, you, can you really count on Zach Ertz or Ladarius Green or Kobe Fleener? Only Fliener? week
1: sixteen. Only week sixteen for Ertz.
0: week sixteen. He's the money. Yeah, no. I, the problem is, can you keep, keep this carcass on your roster while you're waiting during the bye weeks? But no, I mean, there's just so many guys in the middle like that that we don't really know if Dwayne Allen or Kobe Fleener or Ertz is going to have a good year. You know, we just really don't know. It's just once you get out of the top three, and so it's like I don't want to. I don't want to dive into that tier. I want to just get somebody for five bucks, seven bucks. Now maybe there'll be something that jumps out at me and I and I do it, but I'm not planning to spend big on a tight end.
1: Agreed, me too. I'm 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 going to do the same thing, the middle the middle tier. I, and I've talked about this with you on the XM show, but I've always liked to like spread the wealth in this league. And and man, with the short bench, I'm over that. I'm going to have to I'm going to buy some stars Sunday. I'm I'm going to buy a couple stars, and um, it's just it's just tough when you. I like the fact – I think it was the safest for me to be, like, in contention. But the upside limited myself, and I couldn't add players that that, that always have
0: I think you still have upside when you get a spread-the-wealth team because there's just a lot of mid-level guys that break out, you know, or, like, guys who are third- and fourth-round picks that break out. I I think you can still have upside, but I like stars and scrubs because I I just don't think that in this league, which is actually kind of shallow for running backs and receivers as a 12-team with a short bench and you only need two and three – I kind of think those one and two dollar running backs and receivers are almost as likely to break out as the five
1: and six dollar ones. Yeah, and I want to load up on the backup running backs that uh you know that could be taught, You know, it's very different than the other sports. I mean, a backup running back. Could be a top ten player immediately if if, if his starter went down. You know, I, I actually got Doug Martin for one dollar in this league last year, but um, should be fun. I'm I'm really excited for it. it. It's super early. It's crazy how early it is, but it's just the way it works. It's All Star Break for baseball. It's when the road to wire trip is, so everyone can get together. Uh, an in person auction with eleven thousand dollars on the line. It's it's a it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, that, that, this is the best. This this is the best league I'm in right here. This will be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, this and the main event in – well, so there's no real main event for football, but the live NFFC, which I'm not going to do because I'm going to be in Europe unless ah. i get kicked out by then, and then I'll be back. But
1: Yeah, I won't even see you for a year after this. Uh, I'll see you, what, in three I, days and not not again for a year.
0: Yeah, and you don't go to Towers. I think I'm going to – I mean, my plan is to fly to New York in March because there's – both. I can do the NFBC, which I actually like better than the NFFC because I just love that baseball – the the setup they have for baseball. Sure. Um and I can do that and Tout Wars the same. You know, it's like an eight day span, so I can just spend eight days in like Germany or wherever we are in Europe to New York is a lot easier than Germany to LA. But you're not going to be in New York, so I guess I won't see you.
1: Oh, speaking of which, uh, not to totally go crazy off the subject here, but I um, I drafted um, Brandon Funston's team in labor for AL. Yep. Uh, and I and I went and I looked just to see how he was doing. <laughs> and, 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 am I am I cr- am I crazy? Or do you have six points for offense? Uh, no, you're not crazy. Uh, that team is. <laughs> <laughs> that team's, I sort of left it for dead. Like, I didn't even. Like, you know,
0: labor, you don't really have to do a lot of moves. It's the ironically named labor, because there's not right. a lot of labor involved. Yeah, I've got 33.5 total points. And I. Yeah, my team's just bad. It's funny, because I have Beltron, Chris Davis, Miguel Cabrera, but that's it. I mean, like everything else. Six I mean, points. I, What's the lowest
1: it. you can have? Five?
0: I I was five (laughs) because I, well, I had Brantley, you know, who's still hasn't played. That's 20 bucks. And then um, I have Buxton. That was 17 and he's played, but, you know, he's been down in the minors. Prince Fielder for 20, which I thought was a great buy at the time. And then just a lot of like Eduardo Escobar, Tyler White, you know, I have Beltran. I don't know why it's that bad. Aaron Hicks has done nothing. It's been pretty brutal. Yeah, and
1: what's happening to the uh, friends and family? What's going on there?
0: I've also been slipping there, but I'm not worried about that. The Labor is done. There's nothing I can do. The labor team is just – it It doesn't matter what happens. Like I, I would like to get 50 points or 60 points just for uh, – to save face. If you
1: fit really, six points offensively, that's got to be a record. I mean, that's I mean it's,
0: it's pretty bad, yes. But I don't even have that bad of injuries either. I mean, I have bad injuries, but it's not, like, so bad. I've had worse injuries and, and done well before. Friends and family, I've slipped a little, but that's very short-lived. I mean, I've got three more homers, eleven runs, ten ribbies today, and I left Grichuk on my bench because it was an early game and I didn't see it. And then uh, Rich Hill just got me ten Ks in a win, so you know I, I, this this team is loaded. I, I I think the friends and family team you're ahead right now. I'm, I'm low on innings. I think this team is is dangerous. It's a good team.
1: You know, I spent uh, all a hundred dollars of my fab on Ryan Buchter, whatever his name is, because I had <laughs> uh, I, I had Fernando Rodney and. And, uh, yeah, I already, I've already dropped him, <laughs> 100% of mine. Yeah,
0: but that fab is worthless. I spent it on that, That's what I thought.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah.
0: I mean, this team, it's just really – it's weird that it slipped in the standings so much, but it's – I'm getting Brantley back soon. I got Grichuk, who's back up and playing every day. I'm getting Darvish back soon. I just got Hill back. I and you're way under the
1: innings cap, too, right? You're way under the innings.
0: Way under the innings. But, you know, my offense has been – I, I left a bunch of production on the bench, not just the homer today, but – Mauer scored three runs and Buxton scored two on a day where I actually had guys out of the lineup that I should have put them in, but I just didn't, I wasn't there at lineup lock. And so that really, that really hurts. But I still think I'm going to get back in it. I, I just love the roster and I don't know. We'll see. You can, sometimes you love your roster and it's like August and you're in seventh place and you're like, well, I don't know. It's, I love this roster still, but it's not doing anything.
1: Right. And I just lost Matt Harvey to the at whatever syndrome that he's done. Well, he's done. that actually helps you. <laughs> I lost Brandon Moss as well. That guy was killing it against righties, man. Frustrating. But uh D. Gordon will come back from his suspension. Um, but yeah, Harvey, I guess you're right. Yeah, maybe it will help me. But um one other quick baseball note. Um, yep. I, I emailed you this, but um pretty cool. Our League of Leagues team. I played base fantasy baseball for I don't know, since uh I don't at least fifteen years, I'd say, at least. Maybe like seventeen. And um, uh, I've kept a mental note that I think my career high was seven homers in a day, and I've matched that multiple times, but I don't really remember ever reaching eight. And our League of Leagues team, it's a little bit bigger roster with two catchers, but one of them didn't play, hit nine homers two days ago, and in the morning games yesterday hit um, four right away. So I I emailed this. I think it was, what was it, 13 home runs over 58 at-bats we had. That is a record for me.
0: Right, well, that's what we needed, and that's why I got Stanton, and we just need Tweed yeah, to start hitting. Five
1: he, yeah, he contributed four and five at-bats. That helped.
0: Yeah, that does help. Um, yeah, I, we just need to get fifth place. Fourth would be great, but if we can just get to fifth, that's good enough because um, well, then you know we'll win basketball again or take second or whatever, and then football, we can put together football, right, against these dudes.
1: Yeah, it's pretty I mean, I still will never endlessly give you shit for trading Lamar Miller oh, and Ozuna, and Ozuna who's Ozuna. better. Than-
0: yeah, that's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> that's, <laughs> That was, you know what? It's good that I did that because you now finally can get off the hook for starting uh, Santana Moss over Matt Schaub in our QB Flex in that uh, high stakes league that we were sharing about 10 years ago.
1: Yeah, I was going to say it at least a decade ago. But, yeah, one, one interesting thing about this, and a, a lot of guys I could talk to you about that I've, I've picked up. Yeah,
0: I just kind of let people know because we brought it up that okay. I asked you after you started Santana Moss, who had like three catches for 30 yards, and Matt Schaub had 350 yards and four touchdowns, and you, and you benched him for Santana Moss in the Superflex. I said, what number receiver would Matt Schaub rank if he qualified at receiver yet was able to play QB? And what was your answer? Number one, number one. So you sat the number one receiver essentially uh, against you know, and by far the number one receiver because he was a quarterback again, for a guy who's maybe like the twenty fifth best receiver. Yeah.
1: Well, again, a decade ago, but I like how I like how you turned this again. To no, I
0: just I'm just saying my trade, and I will. I was Lamar Miller in where football players are way more valuable, and Ozuna who I threw in is way better than Puig for Puig and Wellington Castillo. So. Now we're even, and now you can finally. This is the last time I'll ever bring that up.
1: Uh, at least you can see it was pretty good. I picked up CJ Cron, who's he's been doing well. Tim Anderson at a shortstop, not the greatest OBP guy. One thing I will say, we're only in ninth right now in baseball, but Jonah Carey's in seventh. That is actually bigger than if we were pass in Pass Jonah.
0: You got to pass him. I mean, I don't want to hear about this ninth bullshit.
1: No, I. Well, get on the shit. I, I'm absolutely on it. We're, we're doing what we were expected in, in pitching. Okay, first, well, get first, on the first. hitting then. Yeah. No, I'm trying, man. You're saddling me with your terrible trades. Well, we'll, well that was a
0: bad trade, but Puig's gonna start hitting just beat Jonah. I mean if we get if Jonah's seventh and we're fifth, that's great. But he's gonna you know he's gonna go crazy down the stretch to do whatever he can, so you gotta absolutely. get
1: active. Absolutely. You're right. I just would be happy if we just, you know, within striking distance of him. No, just,
0: no, 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 no. We're gonna beat him. Just
1: yeah. be a man I'm and do baseball it. Because our basketball team's loaded and we'll be fine for That's football. what I mean.
0: All you gotta do is beat Jonah in baseball
1: and we got this thing. All right. Okay. Well, and and unfortunately, um, cousin Sal's in second. So right, yeah. he's
0: going to get back involved. That's why you need to get fifth.
1: That's what you know. Right, just get right. fifth. That's all I'm asking. All right. I'm 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 trying, man. Fourteen I'm teams.
0: On. At least five have totally thrown it in. Maybe seven. I'm just yeah. I'll look you for some plays. Trade. I'm
1: pretty, I'm pretty bad at trying to offer trades. I'll look at. It. I definitely have a lineup going every every week. You know, I I do that in the pickups, but I'll try to get on more. Yeah, on just more be aggressive trade. about it. Yeah, we'll do.
0: Or I'll look at it, but I'm moving and shit. I got too much on my
1: plate. Well, I don't want you in, in, in any way involved. in <laughs>
0: I'm the, My trade privileges are now
1: revoked. Yeah, definitely. All right. All right. What else, Liz? What else is going on? Well,
0: uh, that was really it. Um, I wanted to establish how much money you were spending. I was going to talk about some positions, but we kind of covered it. I, you know, Basically, t- to me, the tight ends are all the same after the big three. So don't bother with the tight end if you don't get one of those. And okay. I just feel tight end is like catcher. You see how people who invested in catchers this year got burned? I'm not going to invest in Gronk or or Reed in the third round in the draft. I would maybe take in a PPR, but I'm not paying, like, big bucks for him. I'd take
1: Gronk in the back end of the first round. You wouldn't?
0: No. Oh, really?
1: Hmm. I would. I'd take Gronk. Especially
0: in PPR, I would not.
1: Okay. I I would. How many passes
0: do you think Gronk caught last year? Mm, Just off the top of your head. 80. 72. Okay. All right. I mean, think about that for your first round pick, right? I mean, you got Antonio Brown catching 136.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, PPR, yeah. Well, yeah, I'd say back end of the first round, I'd say, it, and he's tight end. But. Half
0: PPR is closer. Non-PPR, I think you have a better better case for Gronk.
1: But I'm, I'm with you other than that. I, I personally would take Gronk at the back end of the first round, but other than that, then I would totally wait. I mean, who? what's the difference between Barnage, Kelsey? I mean, people will love Fleener, and you yeah, said— who Earth. knows? I, nobody knows who's going to be good among those guys. Eifert, so just... I mean, Eifert, I mean, where do you even rank him? I don't even have him in my top ten with yeah, the injury. Jimmy Graham, I mean, what do you do with him? Yeah, right, exactly. So I'm, I'm with you there.
0: Jimmy Graham's the kind of guy I'd like for, like, three bucks, you know, in the auction. I don't even actually even want him for three bucks, but it'd be the guy that you're like, eh, I was stuck, so I took Graham for three bucks, and maybe he'll be good. I mean, he, he was, was terrible
1: even before he suffered such a serious injury. I, I have him ranked right now um, number 19th on my tight end board.
0: I think I have him, like, 12th, but we'll see. I mean, if he's coming back, you know, they may. Remember, Seattle didn't start throwing the ball until the second half when he was already out. So yeah, Seattle a was a run-first team, right. and then they started opening up the offense, and they started winning games, and they got all the way to the championship game. They got to a slow start, but they really did well when they finally let Wilson just open it up. And if they think, well, you know what, just because we have a good defense doesn't mean we have to play this you know, Denver Broncos 2015 type of offense. You know, if our offense is good, why not do both? Right? Why not be like the Patriots and just light teams up by 40? You know, why, why even let them in the game? And so if yeah. they do that, if they build on that, you know, maybe Graham is a factor.
1: I thought they were the best team in football <laughs> last year in the playoffs. Oh, they I thought they, 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 they probably would have won the Super Bowl. Well, Denver would have been tough
0: with that defense. Having an all-time defense is tough. That would have been a good game, that rematch. Yeah. Uh, that was just Denver, a
1: weird first half against the Panthers, man. Yeah, that was just, so it was
0: weird. one of those, like, it's so weird how it, it doesn't happen all the time. It happens some of the time where that West Coast team flies east, 10 a.m. body clock game, yeah. uh-huh. doesn't show up for 20 minutes gets way down, and it's too little too late. And yeah, like
1: a pick six. I mean, come on, man. That was just so – The that Niners, was...
0: as you well remember, did it against the Falcons that one year, right?
1: Yep. yep. NFT championship game. Right. And
0: yep. they did finally pull it out, but it was – you know, it was, they, they, you know, they should have killed that team, but it was just they didn't show up for half. The
1: funny thing was the week before, that the Seahawks did the same exact thing against them. They, they got down in, in Atlanta. I mean, it was, it's just, uh, right. The Seahawks
0: it's, didn't make it out, right? Is that what happened? Right. And then the Niners did barely make it back. Exactly. exactly. But that happens sometimes, but then other times you're like, oh, I'm going to bet the East Coast team. They're going to roll because body clock time. And then the West Coast team just crushes them, and you're like, what happened to the body clock time thing?
1: Right, exactly, yeah. Russell Wilson, uh, by the way, got uh, married uh, yesterday, I believe. Oh. So he, um, uh, Sierra, he can uh sex now? He's finally getting laid, yes, exactly. Okay, good for him. It's about yeah. time. Yeah, exactly. All right. But uh, I'm with you, though, as far as the tight end, just in general. Uh, I'm totally just I'll take whomever, uh, that that whatever middle-tier group. They're so bunched together. I mean, Eric Ebron might go crazy without um, yeah. Calvin Johnson. Like, who knows? Whatever. I like Dwayne Allen and the, the Colts now without Kobe Fleener. Obviously, everyone loves Fleener now in the Saints. Like, they're Zach Miller. Jared on the Cook. What about Jared Cook? What, I mean, he's got Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> what about Martellus Bennett on the Pats? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> nah, he's
0: probably going to end up killing somebody. I don't trust that. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So right. here's the other position that I'm really kind of agnostic about is running back. Like people are like, "Oh, Lamar Miller's going to be awesome on the Texans," or you know, David Johnson or whatever. I don't have strong feelings about any running back. Actually, there's one that I like, but I can't tell you. I can't tell you until Sunday. But otherwise, I just don't have strong feelings about any running backs. It's just I, I totally, it just it just depends how it goes. It's to me every running back. It's like could Lamar Miller be a top three running back or the top? Sure, he could. Could he be a total bust? Yeah, absolutely. You know, with receivers, like, I just feel like receivers, there's the ones that you're almost positive are going to be good if they're healthy, and there's the ones that you totally see the upside, and you're not exactly sure how the passing game is going to shake out, but you feel very strongly about their skills. Running backs, I don't have any strong feelings. I could just see any of them go either way.
1: Totally, 1,000% agree. Uh, I will n- never draft Peterson at this stage of his career. Le'Veon Bell could be the best player in fantasy, but who knows, coming up with right. a serious injury and, and Roethlisberger gets hurt himself. Todd Gurley I love, but, I mean, he's on the Rams. I right. mean, he doesn't catch the ball much either. David Johnson could be a monster, but he's also just seems like too good to be true in a way. Like, it's like – I don't know. I've always – you really going to make him the number one overall pick with that lack of track record? I don't know. He could be awesome. Right. Too, well, but... Chris
0: Johnson may get carries. Andre Allen. They don't, it's weird over there. They didn't use David Johnson until like week 12. And if he fumbles once, you know, maybe they start, Oh no, Chris Johnson's more reliable. You know, they right. coaches do stuff like that. Speaking of in-
1: lack, lack of track record though. I'm, I'm just going to say it here. I'll just say it. Um, I think Ezekiel Elliott, I might put number one on my, um, on my running <laughs>
0: I mean, who knows, man? You know, remember Trent Richardson's rookie year? Everyone thought he was going to be so good. And uh, he wasn't in nearly as good a situation, but still.
1: Yeah, look at that offensive line. But, uh, I mean. his Collarbone in week two, but Melvin Gordon was a (laughs) first-round pick.
0: Noshaw Moreno was a first-round pick. Yep, yep. I mean, and and these were not, you know, Nosha Moreno was like 12th overall. Melvin Gordon was something like 17th. I mean, these were not 31st. And Trent Richardson was third. You never know, man. I, I I suppose he'll be good, but I'm not taking him first. I don't trust any of the running backs. I just don't. I Totally. I, I,
1: I agree. I'm I, 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 not, not that, even a zero running back guy, but I hear you. Totally. Like, what? Yes. I don't have, I, it's
0: not that I don't I, – I know that some of them will be good. I just don't know which ones. And and whenever I hear people on XM or on the radio or I read something on Twitter like, Lamar Miller's going to blow up this year and you know, all this stuff, and they make this argument, I think, yeah, he might. <laughs> I just don't – I'm not buying it. I don't. I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying – why do you feel strongly about this? I why how could you?
1: I totally agree. Totally agree. I mean, people love Carlos Hyde. I'm a Niners fan, and I think he's gonna be way overdrafted. I like, mean, that offensive line is terrible. That offense will never be in and, the red zone. I mean
0: Well, think look at Eddie Lacey go either way, right? I mean, it, it looks like it, he's in shape, he's in good offense, but is this offense really gonna be as good as it was two years ago? And if he fumbles or does something wrong, is Mike McCarthy just totally threw him in the doghouse? Can you trust Mike McCarthy to stick with him if he struggles? So there's, there's that. And then you look at guys like LaShawn McCoy. Is he going to be healthy? You know, he, last year was kind of a washed-out year. He's getting older. He's got some mileage on him. Jamal Charles, second ACL return. Can we trust him? I mean, every single one of them is, it could totally go either way. There, there's not one. Gurley's probably, in my mind, the safest one. And you, as you said, he's on a terrible team.
1: Yeah, and Devontae Freeman was awesome last year, but he was terrible in the second half. I mean, who knows? I I actually
0: actually like him. I mean, I I don't want to give away too much, but I actually think he's reasonably safe.
1: Interesting, because I like him more than most people's ranks as well. I I I think he's
0: good for 250 and 60 if he's healthy, no problem.
1: I totally agree, and he catches the ball so much. (laughs) That's
0: that's where the 60 comes from, 250
1: and 60. it's not like he's, I mean, Coleman's not going to take away goal line carries. So, I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on, on him. But, yeah, a lot of question marks. I mean, C.J. Anderson, who, who helps with him? And Mark Ingram is going to be drafted as a top yeah, 12. All those guys, every one of them. I mean, they
0: all could be great. Mark Ingram, if he stays healthy. If I knew Mark Ingram was going to play, was going to get 270 carries, he might be like my number one back. But who the hell knows that guy? He never stays healthy. And C.J. Anderson, same thing. They're all, every one of them is like that.
1: Yeah, totally. Abs- uh, yeah, I mean, we could. Thomas Rawls. I, I want to have him as a top five guy, but who knows with his broken ankle? Matt Jones could be a monster on on Washington. Is the main guy? Uh, Ajayi in, uh, in in Miami. I don't know. Yeah. So many question marks. Yeah. I'm with you. It's just so many flyers. Marco I- Murray, Ryan Matthews.
0: Yeah. They're just like all of them.
1: That any of them could be great. What if Lankford is the guy in the Bears? Everyone right. hates his under the hood stats, but what if he what if he is the guy there? I mean, I don't know. It's, do you it, trust yes. Doug
0: Martin? I mean, that's another
1: one. I do not. I do not. Yeah. <laughs> no.
0: I, I bet just because it's like this, the running backs will, will, the ADP will be super accurate predicting the running backs this year because <laughs> right. it was right. so bad last year. But yeah, and then so the receivers are the ones where I have players that I actually like. You know, with the receivers, and we'll talk about it after the auction, is where I feel like there's like twelve guys that I think. I want to get investments in, and obviously it 's going to depend on who else is bidding on them, but I feel strongly about receivers I, you know obviously there 's no guarantee, but I think this dude is going to bust out this guy 's going to have a great year and or he could have a really good year relative to his value it 's worth the risk
1: and that 's not just because you write the receiver 's position for the magazine uh, it might be
0: i mean. You know, I've I've done more research on the receivers, but I don't think it is. I think it's the nature of the position, that it's a more skill-based position. Because you're not – with a running back, you're sort of buying the whole team. You're not really buying the player. You're buying the whole offense. Whereas a receiver, you're you're buying that player, and just his quarterback just has to be adequate, right? Calvin Johnson was one of the greatest receivers of all time with just a barely adequate quarterback. You know, Brandon Marshall put up huge numbers with Jay Cutler or Ryan Fitzpatrick. Those guys are adequate. You don't need great with a receiver.
1: No, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, receivers is where I would target early in drafts this year. And there's so many, as you said too. There are guys I feel confident. Like he's going to break out. You know, right. This guy is going. To, this guy is going. You know, what a situation. Uh, I, I don't want to say too much, but no. we'll, we'll talk and
0: we're all going to be bidding for the same guys because it's so goddamn obvious.
1: <laughs> there's one it's, guy I think is going to go eight shit who I really want.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I, I know. I I think I know. Well, who knows? There's, there's a few guys. That I really listed about ten or twelve guys that I'm like. I need three of these guys, and we'll we'll see. And I'm going to bid on everybody so nobody knows, right? I'll bid on – I'll tell you right now, I don't like Julio Jones. You don't either. But I'm going to – I'll say Julio Jones 40 and let people –
1: Julio Jones. I don't like Julio Jones. I like him.
0: Oh, you do like him?
1: Yeah, we have him in League of League. He's awesome. What's wrong with
0: him? He, well, he doesn't score touchdowns. He's been like 400 targets, and he's had 14 touchdowns over the four. Yeah,
1: I know. And everyone says that should regress, but at some point it's just right. fact. Right, and then I two,
0: guess. he's always limping around. I was Pianowski. He doesn't love Julio Jones. He's always limping around after every catch. Getting hit Didn't he have like time. the second
1: most receiving yards ever or something last year?
0: Yeah, well, as we said, it was, a week, it was a week second most ever. Okay. But, right. he, but, you know, he also had time for the second most catches ever, too. But he's always limping around. He's just, I don't know. I just, he's a little bit past his peak. You know, he's, he's got some mileage on him. He's had some foot injuries. I just don't want to pay. I mean, again, when I say I don't like him, I'd be really in a pickle with the third overall pick if Beckham right. and Brown were off the board. And I don't like league. Beck
1: much. I don't think he's very good at football, yeah. Beckham. Well, I, then I don't,
0: you should don't. not bid on him then. Let, yeah, you know. I
1: was going to say, don't worry about that. I won't bid on him at all. I don't think he's yeah, worth it. Kevin Payne
0: will. Kevin Payne outbid me on Beckham last year. It was annoying.
1: Yeah, no, he's the man. I, I might go big on him. Yeah,
0: he's really spearheading the Giants' offense, don't you think?
1: <laughs> yeah, he is. I do. I do think
0: that. Yes. <laughs> that's. A, I'm, I'm writing up the snarky 150, and that's going to be his comment.
1: Nice, nice.
0: All right. So I don't know. We'll just take a few minutes on politics. It takes me so long to edit these podcasts, so I don't. Okay. Get... I have
1: a question. Then you can go. You can talk uh, pontificate all you want, um, and I don't want to bring up too much controversial stuff. But huh. what are your thoughts on the this? You know, the Alton Sterling, uh, the shooting. I mean, it's
0: horrible. Actually, you know, Andre wrote something. It's he started. We, we started, like, a basketball blog for him. It's the Hoops Lab. It's on his own little blog that we built. And he was going to write some, you know, okay, here's the Durant deal and what it means and, you know, do all the advanced stats with it. And instead he just wrote about um, the two guys who were murdered by the police. And, you know, Andre's black and he, I mean, he's at risk. Like, I mean, if if he got pulled over and moved his hand too fast, I mean, he, he writes about it that it's, like, terrifying for him. And he's just... Probably the best person to explain it. I would, I would highly recommend people check it out. It's, it's the Hoops Lab. If you just Google Hoops Lab, uh, Rotowire, it'll probably come up. Or Hoops Lab Andre Snellings. I don't have. The, it's probably like hoopslab.rotowire.com or something. But um, just Google it. Uh, it's, it's a really good read. And uh, I tweeted it out so you can check it out my Twitter timeline. But yeah, it's horrible.
1: Yeah, horrible indeed. I, I, I have no answer myself. I, do, I, don't. I mean, everyone comes out with all these you know, his past transgressions. And all that, and, and the video footage is, is kind of tough to decipher exactly what happened. But, yeah, just, just brutal, man. I no, mean, with,
0: it's just... The other guy got killed in Minnesota that was just like an innocent worker at a school that was very well liked by everybody at the school. Right, right. And it's, you know, I mean, it's just they're, they're just murdering people. And it's, it's horrible if a citizen murders another citizen. But if the police murders a citizen, that's like so much worse. That means it's your own country. Your own government is killing you. I mean, how terrifying is that? If your government's doing that, they have so much more power than you do. I I think, like, the whole department should be punished. I mean, I think the the governor needs to, like, resign. I mean, I think it should go all the way up to the top if this happens on your watch. And as soon as powerful people got called to account, I think it would change. But as we can see, powerful people do not get called to account for their transgressions. And it's innocent and vulnerable people who do not only get called to account, they get murdered for doing nothing wrong.
1: I believe that has happened recently, all the way to the top. Someone had to resign while you know being on on watch of of, of these type of incidents. Yeah. But yeah, this it's it's crazy, man. And and it's interesting to me that all this stuff is on, you know, it has footage now. This was never obviously the right. case, you know, the past in the past. And now people can actually watch it, and um, you know, uh, the, the the general public will police it. It's 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 um, I don't know. It's it's very interesting and and, and sad and 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 terrible.
0: Here's how fucked up it is. Do you think that this is only going on in the last five years since we've been seeing the videos? Right,
1: right, exactly. Right, like like ten years
0: ago, if you would ask me, I would have been because I'm a white person that doesn't. This stuff doesn't happen to me. I would have been like, yeah, I'm sure this happens now and then. There's a few bad apples, but for the most part, you know, there's a little bit of racism, but it's they try to be fair. I would have had no idea.
1: Totally, this
0: blatant and flagrant. They're just being murdered, and. This is not this is not just happening in the last five years. We just know about it in the last exactly.
1: five years. Can you imagine and what we haven't seen? <laughs> Can you what, I mean what
0: we haven't seen and also just like the amount of people that like were complaining about this because they knew in their community and people were like thinking they were exaggerating. When in fact, right. they, you know, if anything, they were not even they probably didn't know because there was not social media. They knew what happened in their own communities, but did they know it was a nationwide? Maybe they did. But man, I mean, it's, it's really and I have no confidence in our government to solve this. There needs to be like radical reform. And I just don't, I look at who's running for president. I don't think there's going to be radical reform.
1: Right. So the next uh, obvious question to you is uh, your thoughts on the whole, um, you know, not uh, charging Hillary.
0: Yeah. It seemed like James Comey came out and said the elements of the crime were X, Y, and Z. She did X, Y, and Z, but we're not going to charge her. That's what it sounded like he said. He also said there was no direct evidence of a hack, but experts, and he alluded that whoever hacked would probably leave no trace. And so that whole theory I said before, which is like somebody's got the goods on her is incredibly plausible. Now they, I mean, the FBI and New York times, they did a story. They said, there is a very good likelihood that she was hacked because it was a weak setup and it was a very desirable target. And that's extremely disturbing that somebody has some dirt like that. The other thing I read, um, which was just obviously a conspiracy thing, but but there's a more plausible explanation is someone was suggesting, you know, was Trump a plant by the Clintons? And in, in 2012, there's a video of Trump saying how much he likes the Clintons, both Hillary and Bill, and how much he respects them. And, you know, I mean, Trump, it's like this whole James Comey thing comes out, right? She gets acquitted, obviously, or she gets not not even acquitted because she wasn't even in a trial. She gets not even indicted. But it was so damning, all the lies. You know, she said there was no classified information. There was. She said she had permission. She didn't. It's likely she was hacked and somebody has that information. And you'd think that Trump or whoever the nominee was going against her would seize on that and be like, look at this person. This is really dangerous and irresponsible. And she's running as like the adult in the room. This is really damning. Instead, he retweets some anti-Semitic image from a white supremacist website. Like that's how he responds to that. So that dominates the story. I don't think this dude is serious. Like he's not like seriously running a campaign. And so, you know, the question was, is he like a plant? Is he just kind of in there to just totally tank and let them win? I think that's far-fetched, but what's more? That's
1: far-fetched, come on.
0: Well, he's, I mean, he's, I mean, what is he doing? I mean, that's just like so dumb. And then it's not like he's just not doing a good job. He is just inept. But the more likely scenario, I think, is that, He's just in this for his brand, right? And people suggested this. He just he runs because it gives him a lot of free advertising. The Trump brand is huge; gets a lot. And he's like one of the most famous people in the world now. I mean, even more famous than he's ever been. Right. And he just wants, yep. and he, so he gets in this like toe to toe with these morons and these total, you know, freaks like Ted Cruz. He starts winning. And he starts getting
1: competitive and he starts. Yeah, to, like, I don't think he, he you think he actually really thought he, he was going to be the Republican nominee. I don't think he know.
0: I, I think he was doing it. I mean, I think there's a possibility. I don't know this, that, that he was doing it for the brand advancement and that it's he started winning. And he was like, holy crap, I'm kicking these guys asses. And this is right. even better for the brand. And so we just kept laying it on because it was working. All told, he, he wins this thing over some very weak opposition. And now he's like, holy shit, Like now I'm, in the real, now I'm in the real game. And he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. and doesn't, He doesn't want to run the country and have that job and it, all this worldwide things that a president has to deal with. And now he's just like, doesn't even want to win. He just wants to like, get the hell out.
1: Now, I think at this point, he definitely wants to win. Well, maybe he Come wants on. to
0: win. People were suggesting, like, well, so they asked him, like, is there a chance, like, you would win and not serve? And he's like, we'll see. He said some crazy. He didn't say, like, of course not. His behavior is so bizarre at this point.
1: Yeah. So, so um, just in summation, your boy Bernie's going to uh, endorse Hillary, it sounds like. Yeah,
0: it sounds like he's going to. He got one concession, which is good. I mean, this is kind of how politics works. It doesn't matter if it's Bernie or Hillary per se. It matters what the policies are. And so he, she did say she's going to make college free for people making less than 125 grand. But or have less than that much net worth or whatever the standard is. But they have to work while they're doing it. There's a bunch of catches in there, but it's something. And so as she starts to adopt a few of his positions, I think he'd probably just endorse her once she like, does enough to be like, okay, you're doing enough.
1: Right, right. So it's, suffice it to say that you're disappointed as far as the, the, they looked at all the, uh, the email scandal and just said, nah, nah, we're good.
0: It, put it this way. It is a virtual certainty that if she were some low-level CIA employee who did the exact same thing with the classified information, especially if it was likely that it was hacked, go to jail. They sent so many of these people to jail. The Obama administration over the last eight years for like minor um, leaks and minor infractions of this kind. And so it's it's just there's just two tiers of justice. I mean, there's the powerful and the not powerful, and that's just you know they make up justifications and explanations for it. But on on this fact pattern. It was basically Comey laid the groundwork for an indictment and then suddenly said, without any explanation, no reasonable prosecutor would indict here. That was his conclusion when the facts all pointed in the other direction. And then, of course, you have the attorney general who met with Bill Clinton and chatted him up, sign off on it. And whether that was dirty or that was just bad form or bad optics, I read something that said the Clintons could not make it look like a conspiracy any more than they did. By right, having him on the right. plane, and then having the the FBI director sum up all the things she did, and then just suddenly say, "But I'm not going to indict," and then the Attorney General to talk to her husband, sign off. And I mean, even if it were legit, which I, I don't think it's a conspiracy. I think it's just it, it's not a specific conspiracy. It's a general conspiracy of powerful but people. But they make
1: it look worse. They couldn't even if they tried. It they could couldn't. not have made it look worse. Absolutely. All right, man. I'm, All right. I'm I'm done. Looking forward to seeing you in uh in, in Las Vegas exactly. in, a, in a few days, and I'm going to dominate you in this auction. And um, you, you we should give you a handicap. We should let you start with like two hundred and thirty dollars. The rest of yeah. us two hundred because yeah. you need it.
0: Well, you better win because you're You're already in the hole eleven grand over the year. So <laughs> you're just trying to get back to even. I'm actually trying to win some money. That's the difference between you and me. Yeah.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Yeah. That's for sure. And now I got a, a, and a and the money that I spent on this MMA card Ugh.
0: with no oh, John Jones. What, what a, a waste! MMA is a joke. If, if there's no Bruce Lee and Enter the Dragon doing a flying karate kick in someone's face, I'm not interested.
1: Yeah. All right. You're that's also the martial of- arts,
0: man. That's when you grow up and you're like, that's martial arts, not this ground and pound bullshit.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. You're also missing out on this delicious steak dinner too.
0: Yeah. I, I don't want to be around for that shit show. <laughs>
1: It'll be less of a shit show with you not there, but okay, fair enough. All right, man, I'll tell you something. It's
0: win-win. All right, man, take it easy. We'll, we'll, All right, we'll talk list. next All week, right. and it's going to be a couple of weeks when I make the trip. All
1: right, sounds All good. Right. Later, 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 man.
0: This podcast was brought to you by Fanduel.com. You can click on the mic in the upper right-hand corner. Use my code RWPod and sign up now. Special offer for new users: get a free six-month Rotowire subscription with a twenty-five-dollar deposit. You must sign up with my promo code RWPod. It's more than sixty dollars in value for just twenty-five bucks. Don't forget to use my code RWPOD, Fandle.com, where every day is a new season. It's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Sign up today.